Welcome to episode six of the Dead Serial Podcast. I'm your host, LJ. This will be the first and hopefully several course cast episodes to come. I'll be sitting down with my good friend and old bartender, Ross Colligan. We'll be discussing the history of Coors, which he's been stealing from his pop since he was a small kid. Uh, real quick, I would like to give a shout out to Music City Horror. This is an excellent podcast focused around horror films. I uh, highly recommend you check these guys out on Instagram at Music City Horror. You can also check out their podcast on their web domain, musiccityhorror.com, or call and leave them a voicemail, 615 538 7474. I'm sitting down with Ross tonight. He's 31. He's from Salt Lake. He's a former bartender from Big Willie's and Willie's. I know him from Roost Diner and through very good friends. He's a current sales rep for M&M Distributing. And tonight we're going to delve into the history of Coors. And here we go. Ross, what's up, man? Just hanging out. Just got off work. Got off work on a Sunday. Got off work on a Sunday. Brutal. Yeah, pulling the old cocktail waitress at the bar, filling in. Big Willies. Yeah, I got a little bit. Got the last minute phone call yesterday. Said, "Hey, I need you. Cool, I'll be there." Yeah, that's one of the downfalls of being good at what you do. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Or being friends with the person that owns the bar. Yeah, pros and cons to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you listened to a couple episodes of my podcast, and then uh, I saw you at Willies, and you said that you were ready to. Anytime record the course cast. Anytime. <laughs> so the course cast, I mean, that's basically your idea, and I just took it and ran with it. Right. Uh, I asked you for a few sound clips, and as opposed to movies, I thought it was fitting. You sent me old course commercials. Yeah. So we plugged a few of those in there. But, I mean, aside from bartending, you currently work with M&M Distribution? Uh, M&M Distributing, yep. Dist- distributing. Yeah. They know yeah. it should be distribution, right? I, I Yeah. <laughs> We are a distribution company, yeah. Nice. So what what got you, I don't want to say obsessed or put words in your mouth, but what's your infatuation with Coors Banquet? Uh, kind of just, you know, taking after my dad. Um, you know, you always want to follow in your dad's footsteps. Um, I didn't want to go with his laziness aspect, so I went with his beer choice. Um but yeah, it's always just been around the house. It's, you know, my, when my dad went out with his friends, that's what they got. My dad was a regular at a bar in Park City for years, and they stopped carrying it, and he stopped, stopped going, going to, to the, the bar. bar. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you know, people have their things that are like, yeah, that's, you know, that's the beer that I drink, or that's the movie theater that I go to, and that's, right. you know, just a part of your aspect on daily lives. And for my dad, it was beer. <laughs> and my dad's always been a beer guy. He moved 
to the United States from Scotland in the late 70s. So you're second generation Scottish American? Yep, yep. Nice. First first of my family born in the States. I think I'm fourth yeah. generation on my yeah. dad's side. Both yeah. my grandparents, Scottish heritage. Yep. So I was the first the first Colligan born in the United States. Colgan man? Yep. yep never heard of, that joke never, in your entire never, life, right? Never. First time. <laughs> Mark Klein reminded me of that yeah. joke the other night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mark's a good guy, Scotch drinker. Yeah. Yep, what's up, Mark? Hey. <laughs> An invert <laughs> shout out there. Yeah, how's Ava doing? <laughs> um, Mark's a great guy. I became friends with Mark. Um, started coming into the bar when, you know, Big Willie's first became Big Willie's and took it over from Batters Up and yep. met Mark, and he's a good guy. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I know you a little bit from Roos and right. Sam Lightning Bolt Nelson. Yep. Um, which is awesome, and, and Tracy and Eric, and those are great people, mm-hmm. so I th- kind of felt like we always got along well. For and sure. Lo yeah. and behold, you were at Willie's and Big Willie's, and yep. Yep. it was always nice to go in there. I always drank, you went at 801, and you got me switched yeah, I mean, on over you know, to the especially Yellow Billy. With your, uh, <laughs> with your friendship with Sam, you know, he was he was working at the brewery at Uinta, and Right. You know, that ended and he kind of went to went to culinary school. It was kind of when I actually first started really becoming good friends with Sam. I've known him for a long time through our other mutual friend, Sean. Nice. Um, What's up, Sean? Hey. <laughs> but, uh... Sort of. <laughs> you know, like, I, I... So I didn't really know Sam back in his brewery days, but, you know, he's uh, he's now running the restaurant and doing a kick-ass job, so... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bruce Steiner. Yep. Which is badass. What are you, uh... What's your focus with Coors now? I mean, what do you want to tell us about it, history-wise? I mean, so the the biggest thing about Coors is that, for me at least, you know, like I look at the can, I drink the beer, and I'm just like, it makes me feel home, you know, especially being here in Salt Lake with the mountains. Rocky Mountains. You know, it's... It is the Rocky Mountain Brewery, is it it is, yep. Um, This past summer, I took a trip out to to Golden, Colorado for my first time and took a tour of the brewery and, and was just like, wow, you know, this is cool. Well, and you educated me because I always thought it was, Coors was a, a macro brewery. Right. Like Budweiser or Miller, Anheuser-Busch, right. whatever. But you informed me that it, it is actually still a micro brewery. Correct. It's one brewery in Golden, Colorado. Yep. And every, that's it. Every Coors Banquet beer comes out of the exact same location. I know they used to not have preservatives in their beer, so Correct. it was kind of required to transport it or distribute it refrigerated. Cold, still cold, yep. And I'm is not that too sh- still I, a thing? I, I, you know, when we get we get it, it's cold, and you know, when we ship it out, it's cold. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, you know, the aspects that have been around since course first started in 1873 uh, are still there today. So. Yeah, you know, they they definitely live true to to what they started with and keep going with it. So it's also, you know, and, and among craft breweries and brewmasters and along craft breweries, it's their it seems like it's their go to beer. It's the beer that they kind of, you know, want to base everything off of. And, and well, with, with micro brews, you as awesome as they are, and I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. micro brews, but as an everyday Same. beer, when I'm done throwing a hammer or or whatever we're doing at work. I don't necessarily give a, a shit about a micro beer. I right. just want a nice cold beer. Right, exactly. And Coors it's, Banquet quenches that. It does. It does. And, you know, there's lots of beers <laughs> out there that'll do the exact same thing. Um, right. But for me, Coors is it's different. You know, it's they, the two beers could taste exactly the same. 
to me. Um, I obviously think Coors tastes better, but um, <laughs> a little bit you, of bias. But a little bit of bias. I agree, but you, um, your bias is rubbed off on me. Right. It's uh, <laughs> it's just the you know, it's, see it in the grocery store, and it's the one I instantly reach for no matter what, and it's been that way since I was legally able to buy beer. <laughs> So you prefer can, bottle, draft? I, I'm a draft guy. I know, I mean, just in my profession in the bar world, um, I know that the draft beer is going to be the most fresh. But there is no sound like quite like when you get home from work after a long day, you open your refrigerator, and it just goes... Ice cold. cold oh, and you're just like, man, I'm so refreshed <laughs> right now. <laughs> so that, you know, that's that's my second favorite sound in the world. What's your first? The uh, the cork coming out of a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Scotch whiskey? Scotch whiskey. You're a big uh, Scotch you know, I'm, guy? I am. A, I've, I've recently, uh, I was in Scotland last spring and kind of got into Scotch drinking before I went there. Uh, I was never really into it a whole lot, but I was like, we're going to go to a ton of different distilleries. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to learn a little bit about it, try it. It's definitely a little bit of an acquired taste. You know, for most people, and for me it was, because I'd always been a bourbon drinker. It takes a moment for your palate to be, yeah. I mean, 2003 was my first trip back to yeah. Scotland, and my pops actually got me kind of interested in scotch. He always had scotch around, so knowing I was going to Scotland, right. and that was kind of part of the culture, Same. I absolutely started I'd been, I'd been drinking going to, scotch. I've been going to Scotland <laughs> off and on since I was born, um, you know, by the time I was a year old, I'd already been to Scotland with my mom. Um, parents had some health problems, so we were going over there a lot. And then from then on out, it seemed like that was my summer vacation. Every summer I was going nice. to Scotland, hanging out with my family. Um, what part of Scotland? Mainly Glasgow. This is where my family was based from. Um, uh, I've never been to Glasgow. Uh, extended family there is more Midlands, so right. Falkirk, Holmont. Yeah. Yep. specifically but then Linlithgow yep. is right there and way close to Edinburgh yep Just so we we were so this past year was able to take my fiance um to Scotland and kind of show congratulations her thank you thank you um <laughs> what's up Victoria <laughs> hi babe <laughs> but um yeah so I, sh- I was like you know what this is the place that I'm madly in love with let's go here and she's like, cool, let's go. So Nice. Um, we went, and it was the first time I'd really got to experience Scotland as an adult on my own. Um, yeah, it's just totally different. Totally different, totally different. I had that experience in Disney World back in <laughs> December. It's way funner as an adult. Yeah. Um, but I'd been, the last time I was there, I was in Scotland before that, was in 2007, and I was 19. Um which is drinking age is 18, so you drinking were Drinking age, I got Yeah, but I wasn't really a big drinker at the time. Um, I didn't really start getting into drinking a little bit later on in my life, and my after 21 for sure. Um, okay. I didn't really drink a whole lot until I was legally able to drink, but um, no, I worked... Outstanding citizen. Right? Like. No, I... Uh, <laughs> why, uh, I turned it down a little bit, but... Um, as a teenager, I drank a lot and then stopped for a long time and then slowly weaned myself back into it. But um, when I was there, when I was 19, uh, I worked at a gas station and hung out at my aunt and uncle's house and saw my grandma on the weekends and kind of just hung around Glasgow and the town where my aunt and uncle live is Uddingston, which is just outside of Glasgow a little bit. Nice. So hung out there and met a few friends and kind of just went skateboarding and worked my gas station job. So... <laughs> Nice so you have dual citizenship, yes, right? Yes, yeah. second gen. Yep. You lucky bastard. I know, right? 
Give it yeah, to me now. <laughs> I know. So there's always there's always uh, my fiance Victoria and I have been talking about. Uh, should we move there? We can you know once we get married? Had can... similar conversations yep. with the better half. And yep. I honestly, you know, I spent a little bit of time in Boston. I I was lucky enough growing up to get in the habit of traveling mm-hmm. a lot. So we have a, a couple trips, two, three, sometimes four trips a year. But right, it's always good to come home. I don't Absolutely. know if it's the Rocky Mountains or if this is yeah. where my family kind of has been for a few generations. Same. But Sam and, and, you know, we've been like, we can do this, but it's so good here. We've got friends. Like, we yeah. get out. We go camping. You know, love We're the spoiled out- here. Right. Absolutely. Except the air quality. When the air quality. And then, well, air quality is horrible. <laughs> right. That's the only thing. From time to time in the Salt Lake Valley, but. Yeah, that's the, that's the that's the main thing that would, like, drive me out of Utah. Is like, I can't live here in the wintertime because the air is The so inversion. Bad. Yeah. Sometimes in the summertime it gets bad, yeah, too. absolutely. But yep. the winters can be pretty brutal. But, you know, and, and this ties in, you know, the Scotland slash Coors relationship ties in. Scotland is, um, they can power their entire country off of renewable energy. Um, and Coors is kind of that same way. They're very focused on the environment. Nice. They, uh, you know, they're the only, they're one of the only breweries in the U.S. that is 100% landfill free. Um, no which shit. I can really get behind because, you know, I don't want waste. No. So I, you know, I can if also... We, if we can get behind renewable energy and, right. and drastically reduce the amount of waste as a population that we create that those are good things absolutely yeah and you know and there's when everything coming out of somewhere can be reused somehow and you know or fed to livestock you know and, and a lot of the brewery operations all their leftover barley barley and malt meat. and stuff yeah wheat nice. i guess you know when you're making wheat beers um gross but yeah no there's some really good wheat beers out there yeah, there's a few um if they spike I'm, them with like raspberry right. or something i'm personally pretty. i'm personally not a fan of wheat beers but um wasatch came out with a blueberry hefeweizen that actually recently was, is really, really it was a really good, good dessert beer as i yeah. like to put it but i'm not i'm not i can put down eight quarters banquet right pretty easily yeah um, I don't know about blueberry. I go with the, uh, you call it the dessert beer. I call it the breakfast beer because you put it in your cereal. I never even. Day. You just blown my mind. That's uh, it. Done. My, my buddy Wayne. My buddy Wayne that works with Wasatch. That was his line right there. He's like somebody. He was on a pat like uh, trip to Lake Powell. And they're like, oh, we don't have any milk for the cereal. And he's like, put the blueberry beer in there. In the cereal? Yeah. Like, well, I'll try it. <laughs> right. So uh, you know, I get anybody. credit Wayne, credit Wayne Williams with that one. Um, What's up, Wayne? Yeah. I don't know Wayne, but that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, it's I'll great. Try it out. See myself try trying that. I've, n- I've never tried it personally, but you know, why not? Why not try something once? What I mean, tell tell me more about course. Well, um, course cast. You said it right. I, again, so, I ran with it. The course cast title was your baby. Right. So I mean, basically, bring basically it to fruition. I'll go over a little bit of history with you, but um, you know, it's. It's been a beer that wasn't always readily available to everybody. Right. Um, so, you know, in order to get Coors pretty much anywhere east of the Rockies, it had to be bootlegged. Um, and I'm sure you've seen some Smokey and the Bandit clips. Yeah. Which, Wait, you know... Well, and bootlegging Coors was pretty much inspiration for the for, plot of yep. Smokey and, and the Bandit. Bandit. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, that, that also... Was it the stuntman on another film that that director did? actually had smuggled the right. banquet from California yep. to where were they at? Tennessee? Somewhere, yeah. Somewhere like Somewhere. That. Yeah. But, you know, like, and that's also another reason that drew me to it is because it's got this lore behind it, you know? Like, 
you know, people still from the East Coast come out to, to Utah or, you know, Colorado, and they're like, wow, of course, you know, I haven't seen that in forever. And they're like, well, yeah, because it doesn't really go anywhere else besides yeah. the West Coast, and they keep it fresh. Well, it know? seems like with, again, being a microbrewery and having right. one brewery location, the West Coast is the hub yep, for Coors. For sure. Or the main focus, at the yep. very least. Yeah. And you kind of, with Yingling back east, you kind of see the same I've, thing. You know, like, mm-hmm. I've always I've always told friends, and I'm like, oh, Coors is the Yingling of the West Coast, you know? I like that analogy. Yeah. I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. I love Yingling when I go back I've, east. I've never had it. I've never, like, I've spent time, uh, I've spent time very briefly in New York City and a little bit in Connecticut for a friend's wedding a few years ago, but I've just, I think I was drinking hard alcohol on that trip, but, um, <laughs> it was a wedding trip. Yeah, exactly. So. Well so, played. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, so I didn't really divulge into the, the beer aspects, um, at the wedding. My buddy just had a giant canoe filled with craft beer as a wedding in Connecticut. So there was yeah, a canoe filled with ice, filled, canoe with, filled nice. with ice, filled with, you know, really good craft beer. So, and know, again, I don't, awesome. I don't dislike craft beer. It's Same. Just, as an everyday go-to, it's right. yeah, I mean, I will, definitely shifted to Coors Banquet I mean, on um, your behalf. <laughs> thank you. But, um, you know, I, yeah, I feel like when I want to treat myself, I'll stop by the, you know, the, D-A-B, the UDABC store. And, and Do you want to explain to out-of-staters <laughs> what that stands for? The Utah Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control. It's basically a mafia-type organization <laughs> that has a stranglehold on our alcohol laws and, and liquor licenses yeah. in the state. Yeah. I'm saying that. Ross isn't as a reflection of any of his... That's my opinion and not necessarily the opinions of my guests. Yes. Um, you know, with, with this job, I, I do work very closely with, you know, a few of the liquor stores. And, and you know, that's, it's, you know, you go into a liquor store, you get frustrated, and it is absolutely not the fault of those liquor store employees um, or generally really, you know, the DABC board. Um, well, if you want to make change to your liquor laws, Write your legislatures because well, that's grassroots approach, right, and that's that's where yeah. the change comes from. I know there definitely is you know a stigma around Utah and their liquor stores, but there's also a lot of other places in the U.S. where it's kind of the same thing. You know, and I don't think enough people realize that. Like, I mean, you go back east, you're not going to a liquor store on Sunday either. Mm-mm. And yeah, you might be able to buy buy. Excuse me, I've had a few course <laughs> banquets waiting for you to get here. Um, you know, you might not necessarily want wine or liquor but you're not even buying beer yeah and i was surprised when we were in maryland in october that you on sunday you can actually walk into a bar buy a bottle and they'll brown bag it and you can take it oh, the wow. fuck home but you can't go to the liquor <laughs> but you store can't go to the liquor store on a sunday, on a sunday. Yeah. so and everybody acts like all our beers watered down but you can go to the liquor store and buy any high point beer that you want right it's exactly. just not going to be refrigerated exactly and you know you can wait 20 minutes throw it in the refrigerator and have it in a little bit but you can toss it in the freezer yeah if it's lukewarm it's not that bad yeah and i mean like (laughs) you know you've been to scotland and you've been you've been to europe where beers served at room room temperature temperature. yeah and so beer served at room temperature that way because john smith's right and scotland sorry that's my favorite beer when we go there there's there's some really good seek it out there's some really good craft breweries that have popped up in scotland brew dog being one of them i really like they have a familiar they've got a beer called elvis juice uh it's a great grapefruit ipa it's really good grapefruit ipa yeah um uh, but um there was actually a little bit of a legal battle with the elvis estate and those guys from calling it elvis juice so, and I don't know how true this is or if I read the story correctly, but 
one of the brewers or the founders of this brewery went and legally changed his name to Elvis Juice, and he's like, yeah, now it's named after me. It's not, <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with Elvis. I hope that's true. I not do, a, too. And not an urban I do legend. Too. If I, I find that would be brilliant. If I find the story, I'll send it to you. If but, you um, find it, send it to me, and I'll put the link in the bio for this perfect. podcast. Yep. But, um, or excuse me, this Coors cast. Coors cast. First um, of many to come. Yes. In quotations. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of like we're in a little bit of a prohibition in Utah, you know. It's not too bad. Um, I don't mind it. It really doesn't bother me one bit. You know, up until recently, you could still only get um, what is known in Utah as 3-2 beer is known as 4% beer in the rest of the world because it's a different... Because it's by volume, not... Uh, can you so educate you, me a little bit? I, I mean, I don't, really don't know why they do it, but in Utah, yeah. it's 3.2 by weight, and then anywhere else, it's 4% by volume. Yeah. So it's not... I mean, you're going to get... It's not that far off from no, the other, though. No. I do know that in Colorado, when you're getting a course, it's 5%. 5% ABV. Yes, please. So, yes, exactly. So you can have... <laughs> you know, you have a little less and feel just as good as you would here. It's... Really, the analogy that I've always used for people in Utah is that it's a 13-pack of Utah beer compared to a 12-pack of out-of-state beer. Okay. You know, it's, it's not a huge effect. It's um, almost the same. You know, it's almost <laughs> the exact same. But, you know, with that prohibition aspect of being in Utah... Coors was actually survived prohibition by being a malted milk company. Right. It was... Was it in 11 states during Prohibition mm-hmm. where Coors was available and it wasn't... How did, how did that whole thing... So pretty much they out? said, hey, we need to stay alive. Maybe they knew that Prohibition wasn't going to last forever, but they're like, let's let's do something else. you know. Um, and so they became um, Coors Malted Milk. Um, <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So... There's a I'm half tempted to make dead cereal shirts with a malted right. milk logo on the <laughs> yeah. back, um, as long as I wouldn't be, you know, any legalities. Right, legal issues. You concern. might need to contact them and see if you can use their logo. <laughs> but um, there's a gentleman I work with, uh, Dustin Raven, um, who you know he's he's definitely you know a real big Gore's guy, um, but he has a pretty cool old uh, truck. He, that he's got in his desk. I don't know if he keeps on his desk, but he showed it to me the other day, and it is a uh, it's a Coors malted milk truck. Seriously, that they shipped out the malted milk with. But um, you know, it was um, it what? was pretty cool that they were able to survive, you know, as many years as Prohibition lasted with doing something else with beer, and then as soon as Prohibition ended, they uh, they went back to beer. So nice. Yeah. So what was the malted milk? It had, um, was it alcohol free? Uh, was it like a, an old duels or a not an NA type beer? No, you know what? To be honest, I really you have, have no, no idea. idea. Um, I just know. But that God that's... damn it, do we want one? Right. Yeah, we'll try it out. <laughs> um, what yeah. What else you got? What What else you want to cover on the the history of Coors? We kind of tackled. I mean, the founder, where Adolf Coors? Where Correct. is he from? Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you? No. Okay. Um, somewhere in Europe. <laughs> but I think, based on a, a particular course commercial that might play at the end of this episode, <laughs> uh, he moved here. He was he moved here to the States, immigrated here mm-hmm. when he was 21, worked at a brewery on the East Coast for five yep. years, moved to Golden, Colorado, was infatuated with the, the Rocky Mountain spring water, right. and started his own brewery at 26. Yep. Yeah. 
That's and, pretty impressive. And I mean, you're familiar with, with the way whiskey is made and, and the basis of making whiskey is having the best water. Yeah. You know, the, the best whiskey will have the best water in it. And so, you know, the, I'm sure you've had water out of a spring somewhere in Utah yeah, or, you absolutely. know, in, in the mountains. And you're like, ah, some fresh water. It's you know? amazing. It's great water. Yeah. And so when you look at it, you're like, wow, that's the reason why that beer is so good. It's because the, the water that Rocky makes Mountain this beer is so water. good. And it's the same water that's still used today. So Nice. They're yeah. still right there in Golden, still, Colorado, still in Golden. where it's always yep. been. Yep. Um, you know, and they even... Coorsburg. Um, Coorsburg. <laughs> uh, you know, when I was driving from Fort Collins, where I was staying on this trip last summer, where I went to Golden... You're driving through the freeway and, you know, through Colorado and you see the Coors Fields. Oh, nice. You know, where everything is grown that's in the beer, so, you know. They don't import anything out of state. Everything is taken care of kind of in, in-house. In-house, I'd say, yeah. I mean, the, I don't know. Within the state of Colorado. From, from what I saw personally, it's like, yeah, that's, that's a, that science says Coors on it. It's a big fields, you know. It's a big <laughs> agricultural crop and. That's, that's going to, what we're looking at right now is what we're going to go drink here in about nice. a half hour. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Do you do the brewery tour? Yeah, it was great. Did it, does it take you, like, through the town of Golden, or is it just at the brewery? No, I mean, we spent some time in Golden, but it's definitely just through the brewery. Um, they do, once you get on the bus, you park in a parking lot, and they you load up on a bus, and they take you up and down a few streets in Golden and tell okay. you a little about some places. You know, this is the Golden Bank, and... This is this place. Well, because Golden, Colorado is relatively just a small, very small, very town. small it's, town. Yeah. A little bit of maybe mining community. I probably so. Oh yeah, I'd imagine. I kind of relate it to. I grew up in Park City, which yeah. is, you know was that same way. Small little silver mine town eventually blew up and became a giant tourist hub. Sundance. I I have to mess. say, with you mentioning Sundance, I am overly excited because I I've been doing construction in Park city on and off right for, depending on where our jobs are and what companies i've worked for but you know custom rustic mark newman construction lodge enterprises and now h&s and the majority of our work is in park city right and typically we always have a project that has to be done by sundance that you button up right as people are hitting the, the ground and, and flocking into that city yeah. And I'm so happy with H&S that our project is downtown, Salt Lake City, <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes from my house, 20 with traffic and school zones, yeah. and it's still leaps and miles better than Sundance Street. Yeah, you know, growing <laughs> up there, we had the Sundance Film Festival, and it was fun, you know, like, yeah. movie stars would flock, and it'd be fun, you know, the town would, wouldn't would be as... I remember making those drives as a... Yep. 16, 17, 18, yeah, early 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then in 2002, once the Olympics hit, it was right after Sundance. So in February. So Sundance right. comes into January, and we got the Olympics in 2002. And we kind of have this crazy <laughs> month of Sundance Olympics. And then after that, in 2002, it seemed like that town just exploded. Oh, yeah. Became, you know. Well, like I, a, it seemed almost like overnight Dare Valley Resort just literally exploded doubled in size and it was, it's insane and then you look at deer mountain and yep just that gated community up yep. there bald eagle it's yep. the amount of money in those mountains it is insane pun intended is yep. insane yeah it's crazy yeah you know and but but i really really i mean maybe also that's another thing too that sparks my interest of course is that i grew up in a really similar town yeah um 
And especially growing up in Park City, we have the Wasatch Brewery in Park City, which was right. Utah's first craft brewery. Excellent you know? brewery, too. Excellent brewery, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, with, with them being around for over 30 years now, 31 years, I think they've been around 86, same year yeah. I was born. 86, You know, Wasatch right. has been around since 86, and... Um, I got five years on you, chump. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and uh, so, you know, I'm small town, I got a small town brewery, and at the time, in 1873, Coors was probably just, you know, what Wasatch was doing yeah. 30 years ago. So That's interesting to look at it. Yeah, right? and, uh, and, I'm, and I'm making all these connections now. I'm like, oh, why did I never think of that before, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, Wasatch makes some great beers, um, you know, and it's kind of relatable to me is growing up in a small little mining mountain town to, you know, it's... And now working for a company that I respect kind of was probably at that same thing with, you know, the brewery that I grew up with. Nice. So, you know. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, super cool. Well, I think we're coming up on 30 minutes. Maybe take a smoke break. Both my Coors Banquet cans are empty, and I'd like to get two more. Two more works for me as well, you know too. I mean? And yeah. I mean two for myself, two for yourself. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's uh, perfect. It, it was rad because typically, you know, dead cereal. It's not like cereal that you eat, but S-E-R-I-A-L. It's more like. Saturday morning type yep. shit, old yep. school movies, whatever. I typically ask people for movie clips, and you sent me Coors commercials. And uh, for a Coors cast, I think that that's overly fitting. So I'll take us into intermission with one, and we'll come back and kind of bullshit for another 30 minutes and see, yeah. where, see where the convo takes us. Sounds good to me. Like a mountain morning sunrise Coming slowly through the trees Like an eagle when it spreads its wings Across the blue sky breeze It's all that's big and bold and free Come taste the great outdoors It's a part of what you're dreaming Make it yours Make it yours Make it yours Make it yours all right, so we took a, a quick break while, we, while you were smoking and I was vaping some strawberry kiwi juice. <laughs> uh, you kind of get a little bit of back history on the Coors Malted... What was it? Coors, Coors Malted Milk. Coors Malted Milk. Um, you know, it was a cereal beverage. Coors Pure Cereal Beverage. Um, and, you know, they distributed distributed it I've had maybe more than of these I should have um, but um, they distributed it all the way to Australia so it kind of gave the Coors name brand a more worldwide recognition than they'd ever had before nice. um, and so they kind of just went with that and you know it was kind of saved the brewery throughout kind of yeah you know and, but, and ironically kind of ties into the the wasatch blueberry half right you know breakfast beer. breakfast beer yeah <laughs> you know and really? it was um they also kind of turned into a porcelain plant. Uh, I've got this Google article that I like to read every once in a while, and it's just 15 facts. And so here it says that, you know, previously they'd imported, you know, porcelain stuff from Germany. But, you know, obviously during Prohibition, it's kind of a little war era. Well, they didn't want to really want to yeah. associate with Germany a whole lot. Um, That's okay for that time. Right. <laughs> and um, so they did, you know, the it was a porcelain plant. Um and they, yeah, that's a porcelain and malted milk is kind of what kept Coors alive through. Malted milk, I just want to try some so Yeah, bad. I'm sure you can, <laughs> I mean, I'm quite the, uh, people always ask me where I get my Coors stuff from, you know, because I've always got cool Coors shirts and I like to buy yep. jackets and hats. 
Full um, Hawaiian outfits. Full Hawaiian outfits, yes. That's actually... Um, and not traditional Hawaiian. We're talking right. like kind of the, uh, I don't want to say shitty, but Magnum P.I.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hawaiian shirt um, with matching shorts. That collection, yeah, that collection actually comes from, I'll say a skateboard, snowboard Sweet. company called Brixton. Okay. Um, and they've recently done a lot of cool collaborations with course, um, they've always kind of picked a company to do collaboration stuff with, um, and so you know I saw a Hawaiian shirt. I love Hawaiian shirts, party shirts. Yeah. You know they just grab attention from people, and you know I'm kind of like I like the attention. Um, you know get those <laughs> get those Instagram likes, get that attention you need. You need you know, but um, and so I was drawn to that shirt, and then I saw that they released a bunch more stuff. Um, this hat I'm wearing, I'll describe it for the listeners that can't see it. It's kind of like your. How would you explain this hat? Uh, it's, uh, Cousin Eddie Shitter's Spool yeah, style ear flaps, that's wool what I, lines, I, that's what I did today. cap. I did, that's what I did today when I was doing my cocktail waitress shift at the bar. Is <laughs> I'd fold the ear flaps on this hat down and say, Shitter's Spool! You know, hey, people Clark, got, people got a full. kick out of it. But this hat is also part of that Brixton collection. Nice. Um, but a lot of my other stuff is vintage Coors stuff that I've bought on Etsy. Um, you know, old Coors hats. Vintage Coors glasses, vintage Coors. Definitely a collector. Yes, absolutely. Coors memorabilia, for sure. correctly. And they make some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, You know, I've got an old Coors serving tray. I've got a Coors Stein. Um, Budweiser's always done those Christmas Steins. They're super cool. And not a lot of people know that Coors did them, too. Nice. And so they're a little bit more. Yeah, they're a little bit more limited. They're a little bit more rare. Um, I've got one. I've got a Coors glass boot. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, and I've got tiny little core shot glasses. There's actually the... Well, and you uh, pay for all that. Yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. not in your position either at the bar or at a distribution Correct. company. You don't get this shit as perks and hand-me-downs. No, no. You, I mean... You acquire it through your own means. Correctly, right? and it's just because I'm a fan. Yeah. You know, people are like, where'd you get that core shirt? And I'm like, I bought it, you know, because I like and it. That, and I'm the same way, you know, I... I shout out rad people who do cool shit, uh-huh. and I try to have rad people who do cool shit on my podcast. But, and whether it's merch from Fairman Recovery or a blade from Warren at Orchard Forge, yeah. or you know whatever, I I purchase all those products right, and I pay full price, and that's because I appreciate that. You so want to support you. what those people are doing? Yeah, you know, and a shout out will support it because someone will hear it. But the best way to support those small local businesses and that is to actually say. Yep. I'll buy yeah. that from you, you know? Here's my money. Right, exactly. I got a dime, all right, you got yeah. a nickel, Yep. I'll trade you. Yep. <laughs> um, but um, there's an old antique mall down by the public coffee, I want to say. Yeah, I'm like, I know exactly where you're talking West about. West Temple. Big and, antique warehouse. Yep. And public coffee's awesome, yep. too. Yeah, great, great coffee. Got, uh, good friends, Jake and Jennifer Hennifer, got hitched down there, and that's where the reception and ceremony everything was, and it was that's a rad facility, it is. but that's a rad antique shop. It too. is, and that's where I found I've a lot of my old antique Coors glassware and, and stuff like that. Um, my buddy Calvin that works at Good Big old Willies. Calvin, yeah. Good old Calvin, he's crazy Calvin. Since you left Big Willie's, he's become my favorite bartender at Big <laughs> Willie's. So, and with you back as kind of a cocktail, he's still my favorite he's bartender still, at he's Willie's. Still, yep. um, you know, I... I was looking for a little bit of extra money to go towards this wedding and you know, I hit up Jeremy and I was like, Hey, you know, if you ever need help, give me a call. So we had a cocktail <laughs> waitress call out, you know, yesterday. 
And I well, and then didn't he just even just put you on the schedule a little bit? Yeah, yeah. and I was like, hey, hold off, you know, like I got a job, you know, like yeah. I, I appreciate this, but I'm not on call per yes, se. Yes, but I'm on call. Like, don't schedule it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, you know, so Calvin, he's uh, he's quite the antiquer. Um, I had no idea. Quite, he's he loves old video games. You guys would probably get yeah, along really I, well. I could shoot the shit on that with oh, him yeah. for a while. <laughs> so um, he goes to antique stores all the time, and and my favorite one that he's grabbed me recently, Coors related, is in in the early nineties, ninety two, ninety three, I think it was. Coors made uh, this baseball bat and put beer in it. They're big what? supporters of the Rockies. Um, you know, Colorado, Colorado Rockies, Rockies yes. the baseball, yeah. MLB team. Yes, uh, Coors Field is the name of the baseball field right. they play at. But um, it's a baseball, it's a. It's probably about a foot long. It's a little, you know, glass bottle that's made to look like a baseball bat. Um, <laughs> but it says Coors on the label, and it's, you know, it's got a bottle cap on there and still got beer in it. And the really cool thing about that was when Calvin gave me that, I said, my dad has one just like this. Are you serious? Yeah, and I that's was like, huge. that's super cool. You yeah. know, like, I wouldn't say that I was like, oh, you know, dad, die and leave this to me. You know, I would never say that. <laughs> but I was really hoping for the day that my... Oh, did he say... <laughs> oh, Gangs of New York yeah. in the background. Um, TNA popped yep. up on the screen. Uh, distract me. As, yeah. you know, that, that's that right after Bill the Butcher saves... Am- or Amsterdam <laughs> saves Bill the Butcher yep. from... Anyways... <laughs> But, off track. But, but my dad yeah. had my dad had one, and I was like, man, if I, I would take that, you know, like, you know, if my dad ever left me that, if my dad ever left me anything, that would definitely be one of the things that I would be like, oh, I hope, hope I get that. Nice. Um, and now you have one. Now I have one. Which would make it even more sentimental and, Correct. and nostalgic. Yeah. And if the you first had two, and one was yours. That was a gift from Correct. a good dude. Calvin's rad. What's up, yeah. Calvin? That's He's actually shout out, Calvin's so. actually going to be the officiant at our wedding as well too. Are you which serious? I'm really excited about. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. It'll be great. Dude. It'll be really great. But, I'm um, excited for you guys. Yeah, That's thank huge. Thank you. I'm way excited too. Couldn't be happier. Yeah. But um, you know, he got it for me, and it wasn't the first thing that came to mind. It wasn't like, oh, this is a course thing. Awesome, and it's you know, it's you know, a course thing not a lot of people have. <laughs> but it was the first thing that came to my mind was, oh my, you know, my dad has one just like it. Nice. And it wasn't necessarily beer related. It was definitely like a, you know, a nostalgia thing. You know, like I've grown up seeing my dad have this one. No idea where my dad got it. You know, <laughs> still don't still know. don't know. I haven't asked, but I always just <laughs> thought it was cool. Nice. You know, um, my dad's also got my grandma. Definitely sent my dad some really cool, real limited whiskey. Ooh. From Scotland, you know, Scotch so whiskey. He's got some of that that he's never touched. The good whiskey. The good stuff. He's got this black whiskey. It's called Loch Do. We have to go visit your dad maybe tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not gonna crack any of that stuff. He's yeah, just about to. Re- not. He's just about to retire, so he might crack it. Who knows? But um, please invite me to the retirement. Party. Yeah, he always. <laughs> If you've got, I any... don't know you, but your son <laughs> says you have some lovely bottles of Scotch yep. in my court yep. tonight. But um, you know, back on the collaboration stuff, and and Core is making some really cool stuff that I currently wear, currently own. Um, with Brixton, they've made this really cool denim vest with a sheep lined inside. This reversible. Yeah. And I'm I like, saw you rocking that. Yeah. And yeah. not only I'm like, is this cool Core's product? I'm like, this is perfect for riding my motorcycle. So I'm like, oh, yeah, nice. I'm gonna buy it. What uh, motorcycles? What are you riding? Uh, I currently have a. I don't know how to explain it because. Is it a rat bike? Yeah, some would say it's a chopper. It's definitely a hardtail chopper motorcycle. Nice. It's really uncomfortable to ride. Um, it's a little <laughs> scary, you know. Um, 
Still haven't quite dialed down the ride on it. I'm still fairly new with motorcycles. Likewise. Um, but, you know, I bought a Harley probably six years ago and rode it and rode it and rode it. And then the motor blew up. And I was like, shit, I can fix it, you know. But I don't know the time. <laughs> I don't know the intel. I don't know the know-how. I would have no idea what yeah. I'm doing turning wrenches. Exactly. Like, I can do an oil change on a bike. And I can do, you know, a little bit of maintenance here and there. But... You know, the motor blew up, and I was fortunate enough to have a little bit of extra money, and courtesy of my fiance, future wife, thank you very much <laughs> for helping me with my passion. Um, nice. I love just riding motorcycles. Don't really know how to wrench on them, but I've got some really good friends that do. Yep. So, Comes in handy. Yep, absolutely. And so I found this Buell motor on eBay, okay. and uh, I was like, oh, it's pretty much a Harley-Davidson Sportster motor, but a little bit more souped up, so it's a little faster. <laughs> So, uh, wrong decision. No, not the wrong decision, but it's definitely, yeah. that's the part that's scary about it. Just, is that uh, uh, you need to be smart with that correct, decision. Correct, correct. And safe. So I had my good the friends. The approved helmet, full face, <laughs> yep. is probably a good option. Absolutely. Um, but I had my good friends over at Salt City Builds, um, Jason, Jason, a.k.a. Rev Clark, and his nice. brother Seth Clark. That's right off of, is it? Uh, 2100 South? Yeah, it's like 20, 20 seconds South and West Temple. Line. Yeah, it's West Temple. West Temple. Yep, yeah. is where it is. Nice. Um, and so, you know, they built me a really cool motorcycle, bought a bunch of parts, um, turned it into a hardtail chopper, and, and said, you know, I just, I've always loved that 70s look of, nice. of motorcycles. Um, next, my big next step on there is to do a cool paint job, but as of right now, all I care about is riding it. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, blame you. I, yeah. I'm getting the itch again. Yeah. And the more, Sam kind of started it in episode yeah. three, and then Sean mentioned it kind of in episode five. I, I got a buddy who's got a Triumph Trophy bike, and I'm considering it, and we're almost working out a deal, and I'm like, oh. The thing about, like, But show. I don't know. I, I've got the itch to get on a bike and ride again. I just... The thing uh, about me is, like, I don't think... Cafe racer style outside yeah. of that. I don't know what I would... Yeah, the want. thing about me is, like, I love <laughs> looking at those show bikes, but personally, I'm like, I don't know if I'd ever ride it. You know, it's... They look cool, but motorcycles are made to be ridden. Yeah, and know? I had a restored 73 Triumph, and that was my first bike, and it was a beautiful bike, but A, it's vintage, B, it's Triumph, yep. so yeah, I had a couple scary stall outs and maybe yeah. some electrical failure on the lights and <laughs> classic English bike bullshit, yep. Yep. but I I mean, there's nothing like jumping on a motorcycle like and it. flying, man. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, my fiance Victoria's recent, she bought a motorcycle you know, a little while after we started dating, and I was like, this is really cool. So nice. it's really fun to even just, like, get out and putt around our neighborhood with her just on her little Honda Rebel. and yeah. Weekend Warriors Yeah, style. exactly, for sure. Um, Short rides. <laughs> yeah. But I'm getting, we were just talking about it outside, I'm getting really excited to do my sales route, you know, my distrib- my distributing sales route on my bike, because, you know, there's some beautiful scenery in Utah. and it's, How are you going to deliver beer on your bike? I don't do the deli- the beer oh, delivery. That, you're the sales rep. I'm the sales rep. That's so correct. Pretty much what it comes down to is I'll go into an account, and I'll do the beer order, obviously try and say, hey, this beer, you know, get this beer in. <laughs> Excuse you me. Know, and do, do the, yeah, do the sales <laughs> part of my job, and then the next day, the beer, the beer shows up, courtesy of my driver, who's great. He's awesome to work with. Nice. Um... You know, we have a really good relationship, and, and, you know, everybody screws up here and there, and, and you know, but we just got to learn and work from it, and I'm still fairly new at this job, and, and I screw up a lot, but um, it's fun. The, the best way to learn is to do it wrong yep. and understand what you did wrong. For sure, yep. 
and, and reapproach it. Yep, for sure. With that knowledge of, okay, yep. last time I really fucked yep. this up. Yep. I really fucked this yeah, up. Exactly. I'm not doing it that way again. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to just, you know, it'll put some more time on my motorcycle. And then, you know, like, Coors has definitely had a really big influence personally on me in the motorcycle community and industry in the last couple of years. Uh, those boys over at Salt City Build I mentioned have put on two motorcycle shows recently. Nice. Um, Coors is a sponsor of one of them. And, and you know, I, uh, I was like, oh, I'm a bartender. I'll come and slang Coors for, for you guys for the <laughs> night. You know, so I was pouring Coors and... And, you know, it was, it was really fun. So it was a really good time. Um, you got to look at a ton of cool motorcycles. Um, and also, like, what another really driving factor of Drinking Coors for me was that all my friends were into it as well, too. Yeah. You know, before I even was, was uh, you know, a big proponent of Coors and promoting it, and even before... <laughs> Even before this current job I have, I was always, you know, working at the bar. But not before stealing them from your pops. No, this, this was, I'd probably say in the <laughs> After last... After that, but yeah, before everything else. <laughs> I'd probably say in the last two years since um, since Jeremy took over Big Willie's is kind of when, you know, I did did the whole, I, this course, and I'm going to push this on you because it's a good beer. Yeah. You know, people always thought that I was trying to mess with them. Um well, you've been known to do that. A I time, have. Uh, a time yeah, or two. I'm a little bit I of a I can be the same way. And that's, right. I think that's one of the reasons why I love you. But but um, Jeremy, <laughs> the owner of Willie's and Big Willie's, um, he's a big Coors guy as well, too. And so he was he was a really big influence on me for my young 20s, currently still, and probably going to be moving forward. You know, he's we all call him Dad around the bar because nice. he is that, you know. He's he, a really good dude. He's one of the greatest Jeez, guys. He's an awesome guy. Yep. He's one of the greatest guys I've ever met. He takes care of his employees. Like, it's, you know, there's a reason people... He takes people, care of his customers. Absolutely, you know. First yeah. and foremost for me as an employee was like, man, this guy really cares about his employees and me and, and whoever else is working here. But he was also a big Coors guy, you know. He, you, <laughs> I mean, I bet that you can count on, the, on one hand the number of times you've seen him in the bar with a drink in hand. Yeah. Very, very rare. I'd say zero. Right. For me. Yeah. But I, I'm not down at the bar as much as I'd like to be. I'm right. But I a mean a little bit farther away now. Yeah. A little bit older. I've I can count on the number on one hand after work being around him for ten years, I can count on one hand the number of time I've seen him with a beer in hand at the bar. And it was a course. And it was a course. It was a course <laughs> draft. Of course draft and a shot of Sambuca. He loves the Sambuca. But um you know, he was a really big influence on me and so that also kinda led to, you know, drinking courses because it's like, oh you know, dad number two drinks yeah. Coors, so, you know. And he's really, he can be an intimidating guy. But very. He, he's, a, he's an approachable individual yep. with a rad history. He's a vet. He served our country in the Marines. Yep. Uh, and, again, yeah, it's rad to hear you say that the staff's kind of family and he's dad. Absolutely, yeah. He's the, one of the best business owners I've seen. Yep. With his interactions with his customers. Yep, absolutely. He cares about, if you walk in through that, that front door of that bar, he's going to care about you. He's going to make sure you're safe and you have a good time at his bar, and he's going to make sure you get home safe. You know, this is a big yeah. thing. Recently, he purchased a car from one of his customers, um, and he's like, this is the bar car. If you get too drunk, the bartenders know where the keys are. They can give you a ride home, or I'll give you a ride home in my personal car. Like, I'm going to make sure you're safe enough. You come back tomorrow and have a beer and pick up your car. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. So, but, While you're here. Yeah. But he's always been, he's a really big influence on my life. And, and, you know, I've always been really thankful for him. He's definitely helped me out 
in rough spots. And, and we've actually, um, last summer was my seventh year anniversary of working for him. That's insane. It yeah. seems like three years. Yeah. Maybe four. Yeah. Seven years. I did, I did some off and on stuff, you know, I'd, but I'd always kind of kept at least one or two shifts a month. Cause I couldn't like, like I'm back again. I just yeah, can't quit that just, place. I can't quit you. Yeah, but um, <laughs> you know, and um, so I've always kind of been there, um, you know, and I've seen friends that I've had there pass away, and it's kind of like like I said, it's definitely a family. Like, yeah, people take care of each other there. But um, so for our for our seventh, my seventh year anniversary of working for Willie's, we went on a nice little motorcycle ride up to. Brigham City and had some Sweet. states at Maddox and then oh, yeah. he took me and showed me around the, the Utah State campus and showed me where to get the best ice cream in Utah because he's a fat <laughs> little kid at heart. You know? So am I. Yeah. And it was some and goddamn, kinda, it was some goddamn great some goddamn great ice cream. But um <laughs> you know, it's definitely that and, and you know, it again it all goes back to beer. You know, I was I was always there when I first hung out. I was like, "Give me the cheapest beer, cause I'm broke." <laughs> you know, and it, was, it was Natty Light. On the budget. You know, dollar dollar twenty five uh, Natty Light. Natty and I look back at it and I'm like, "Man, I've had a lot of those and I didn't like it." That's how I feel about Paps. I mean, everybody yeah. was on a huge PBR kick for a long time, and I got on that for a minute, and then in retrospect, yeah. that's when I really got more of a taste for ma- uh, micro brews and craft yep. beers. Yep. Was after years of drinking piss shitty Pabst Blue Ribbon, and I'm sorry, it's not that fucking good. No, beer. no, and um, and again, like, you know, like you acquire a taste to anything. You know, we were talking about acquiring a taste of Scotch earlier. Yeah, and um, I've kind of grown my palate a little bit, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna drink this other beer after drinking Natty Light for years because it was the cheapest. I'll spend a few bucks more. What's and get an a extra quarter of beer? Exactly, yeah. you know. And, and Jeremy does a great <laughs> Jeremy does a great draft special at Willie's. You know that he offers every single day of the week, and you know it's six bucks for four draft beers. And you nice. know, I was like, you know, give me of course, you know, because I've always you know looked at some of well, the other beers. Just for and, just so listeners know, Willie's has <laughs> cores on draft as well as in cans. Correct. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, Jeremy, hate, he's going to hate this if he ever hears it, but uh, we call it Little Willies, you know, the original Willies. He likes yeah. to call it OG Willies. I like to just call it fucking Willies. Right, exactly. There's and that's... Big Willies and Willies. Right, and I'm that same the, way too. The distinction's always been, uh, has already been determined. Right. I've heard East Willies and West Willies. I've heard the Across uh, the Street Willies or the Next the Door The gangster Willies. rap, East right. versus West right. shit. But, um, so at Willies, they carry it on draft and in bottles, actually. The 1936 Stubby Bottles. That's right. Um, it is. It's it's rad, too. It's, um, you know, Coors made those bottles well, in 1936. Uh, Coors did a campaign with Sam Elliott. Yep. Who's a bad And if you yep. don't know who that is, that's the cowboy in the Big Lebowski. Yep, absolutely. Talking to the dude. Yeah. Uh, but I think when they first brought that bottle back, what, what did you say, 1936? 1936 is the yeah. original, yeah, the original and bottle. And then they brought it back brought a few back. years ago, but yep. they have a commercial with him, yep. who, and he kind of introduced yeah. that. Yep. I may have watched several Coors commercials <laughs> after... It's like a rabbit hole you yep. set me down. <laughs> um, and then Big Willie's has it on tap and in cans. And so you're always, you can either get it, you know, how, how you choose, packaged or not packaged, you know. Um, <laughs> and also Coors Light's always available too. And Coors Light's actually, you know, I've I've never really been a fan of Coors Light just because I'm not like that. Well, I don't need a, the, the diet I'm not beer. a fan of light beers. No. Uh, and, you know, it's still a great beer. You know, yeah. Coors Light is a great beer. And they've done some really cool stuff lately. 
um, especially your wife Jackie. Uh, yep. Love the Coors Light XP and, app. And our good friend Chase. Chase loves it as well, also, too. He got the sneak software. Yep. I think Jackie got the cooler bag. Yeah. Uh, maybe they each have gotten a few things. Yeah. But I've, they're always getting those points off the yep. Coors Light. Is it just 12 packs or 30 um, I, packs? You know, I, 30, think 30? I, I don't think they're in the 30 packs, but I think they're in the, every other pack besides that 30 pack. Don't quote me on that one. But, um, you know, they. They've done some really cool stuff with that, and it's getting people excited about drinking beer um, and responsibly drinking beer. Yeah. Um, you know, well, we I live in it, a radical time where Uber and Lyft right. and have Coors kind Lyft. of changed that market where it's like, no, no. Right. Be, like, seriously, pay. I don't care if it's a peak time and it's an $18 Lyft ride right. that's a few, you know, 20 miles, whatever. Mm-hmm. I would much rather just pay that and tip right. the dude five bucks. Yep. And not have to worry about a DUI. Period. Been, been there, done that. Um, but Coors Light XP partnered with Uber, and nice. You know, you can you can get Uber codes. So you know, as you're drinking I, beers at the bars, we've mentioned, just don't drive home. So. Yeah, which is huge. I yeah. I kind of side more towards Lyft because I don't agree with Uber's driver and clientele firearm rights. Yeah. Issues. They don't allow their drivers or passengers to carry yeah. firearms. And I feel if you are a law-abiding citizen and you've gone through the time to yep. get, a, a, more especially if you have a still firearm permit, if I want to carry and use your service, uh, yep. the feds already around my background, check, yep. I think yeah. I'm okay. But yeah. So I primarily choose left, but... That's rad that Uber does that. Right, for sure. And you that's know, a rad partnership. As your sure. as your so, you know, the Coors Light XP app, they have the the codes on the on the packages that you purchase from the store, but also you can go into a bar, pull up the trivia portion of the app, and sit at the bar and play trivia on your phone. Yeah. You know, everybody at the bar these days are looking on at their, their phone, phone anyway. You I'm know? usually fucking with people on the uh, touch tunes right. jukebox. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> but you know, people are on the phone, so you can sit and play trivia. A lot of bars these days have trivia that comes in, you know, and they do trivia nights yeah, at their bar. Pub quizzes. Yep. So on and so right, on. Yeah. Um, but you know, so you can sit at the bar and play some trivia with your friends and get some Coors Light XP points and, um, you know, get j- jazz tickets were on there. No and, shit. Yeah. They've got some cool swag huh. on there and, um. You know, Uber is one of them, and, and you know, as obviously, if you're sitting in the bar, you're gonna have a few. Oh yeah, a little bit of whiskey, a little bit of beer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I uh, I am very, a very adamant supporter of getting a safe ride home from the bar. Likewise. Um, and you know, I only live I freaking Willie's still in Big Willie's, and I only live you know I think if I do the math in my head eight blocks away, and you know a lot of people think oh it's only eight blocks. Yeah, you I enjoy that. Yeah, exactly. That's how I but, yeah, exactly. But, you know, just take take a ride home from the bar. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy, you know, again, it's great. He's like, do you need a ride? And you're like, no, I, I got a lift coming. Or I got a yeah. Mutual friends of ours have literally gotten a personal ride home yep. from Jeremy. Yep, same. I can count. And I can, yeah, I've definitely gotten a lot of rides home from yeah. Jeremy. You know, I've actually given Jeremy rides, too. Just uh, his bachelor party uh, one night. It was the must, only time. Okay. So he he got married probably <laughs> four or five years ago. Maybe I don't know the exact date, but his wife Angie is an amazing lady too. Those guys, she's great. Um, but we had a little bachelor party and a bunch of regulars from the bar and some friends. You know, had a nice Plenty little night of out. Banquet, yep, I hope. yep, absolutely. <laughs> I actually was drinking O'Doul's 
Um, but I wish I would have known at the time that Coors does also make a non-alcoholic beer. Um, Coors N.A. Oh, Coors Cutter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of my oldest and best friends, Chad, when he and I were 14, 15, we could ride our bikes. We lived in Cottonwood Heights growing up. And we'd ride our bikes in the summertime up to Chevron off Bengal Boulevard. I know that Chevron. High school, yep. Coors Banquet. And uh, this old metal rocker dude was rad. He was probably in his mid-20s, early 20s. We'd walk right in there and grab two 32-ounce course cutters and set them on the counter. Fucking whatever, three bucks back then. Non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, we just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And it it never failed as long as that dude worked there. We could go buy course cutters. Just little shit kids pulling up on our mountain bikes. Yep. (laughs) But, um, you know, I I got to return the favor one night and give Jeremy a ride, um, which was pretty fun. It was a good time. Nice. Um, I was Good the, on you. I volunteered. I was like, you know what? People are going to go to this bachelor party and get real drunk. I'll volunteer to make sure everybody gets where they need to go. Jeremy, you do it for all of us. Yeah. I'm going to return the favor and make sure, you know, you get where you need to go safely <laughs> this time. I'm sure he appreciated that. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I think we're uh, approaching an hour. Okay. But uh, do you have, is there anything else in particular you want to mention? Anybody you want to shout out? Do you have anything? Uh, no, going you know, on? it's just you know, just support, support who you like supporting, and, and make sure you support them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much is you know, if you have a passion, go with it. Um, my passion's not necessarily beer, but you know, <laughs> I do love doing some beer. So yeah. it's it's really fun to work in the beer industry. We do you know we do do a lot of other stuff besides beer, and and I've I've grown to appreciate you know those other items and. And stuff like that. So just you know, yeah, just enjoy it and enjoy it responsibly. Yeah, responsibly. Yeah, taking over a lift. Exactly. It's worth if it's a fifty dollar round trip ride. It trust me. It's yeah, worth it. in the long run. I, I've lucked out of ever having a DUI, but there's plenty of times where I should not have yep. driven. Yep. At all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not worth it. Yeah. No, this has been fun. It's been really great, and I'm excited to do it again. We'll come back with some more facts. Nice. Maybe get the uh, yeah. Maybe get the old uh, Clint Eastwood, Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, they did a here. duet. Yeah, and yeah. then it. Uh, what was the Clint Eastwood flick with the orangutan? Yes, because it it was a song for the soundtrack for that movie. Yes, yep. But then they also used it. They knew they were going to use it for yep. an advert or sorry, an advertisement. Correct. For yeah. Cores. yeah. Yeah, they've done some ET. The ET ones really could too. Or, ah, I forgot know, about the to, ET. Man. Back to the responsible drinking. You know, ET yeah. phone home. You know, and ET phone Yeah, yep. responsibly. Yep. <laughs> yep. So you know, just uh, yeah, make sure you're doing it safe. Yeah. Lots of beer talk. So. No, it's awesome. I appreciate yeah. you taking the time to mm-hmm. to come down and sit down, and I'll mention that on the outro. But you know, I I really like the course cast idea, and yep. it's pretty much the same format as I have with my other episodes. Excluding the micro episodes, uh, episode seven point five would be pretty groovy, and we kind of mentioned psilocybin earlier. So, if you dig that, you might want to tune into episode seven point five coming up. But no, Ross, it's badass. I'm, can cheers. I cheers you yeah. at a banquet? Yep, yep. Can't cheers. really hear it, but you can't. No, but yeah. it's there. It is it's there. there. <laughs> it's, it's been there since eighteen seventy three. <laughs> Good old Rocky Mountain spring water. Mm -hmm.
Well, I'll have you back soon. We'll have another course cast down the line. And other than that, thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap on episode six of the Dead Serial Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the first course cast of hopefully several to come. I'd like to thank Ross for the time he took to come hang out, sit down, and talk about one of his first loves. Don't forget to check out Music City Horror at Music City Horror on Instagram and their web domain, musiccityhorror.com. You can also follow the Instagram account for this podcast at dead underscore serial. Do no harm. Take no shit. Have a good night. Adolf Coors came to America in 1868. He didn't have a dime, didn't even speak the language, but he did know about brewing, so he got a job in a brewery. And after five years, he decided to brew his own beer and came west to do it. Well, he stopped right here in Golden because Colorado had the Rocky Mountain spring water he needed to brew the kind of beer he had in mind. He must have done a good job because what he started back in 1873 has grown into America's largest single brewery. It's a showplace of modern equipment and techniques, but they're just tools for the 6,000 people who work here. People make Coors beer what it is, just as they did when Adolf Coors started. People who like what they're doing, people who care, people who take pride in their work. You couldn't brew a beer like Coors any other way. Coors, our people make it better.